3: pod friends it's matt scott your host of pod friends and first and foremost as we settle into this episode of pod friends i just want to ask how are you doing how how are things going i know it's a hot hot summer uh some might say a hot girl summer it just feels like a hot hot summer um yeah how are you doing like Take a moment. Let me know. Maybe shout it out loud to yourself. Maybe you want to uh, go over to Twitter and tweet me at MattScotchyW, tagging at pod to let me know uh, how it's going. But I'm excited to have you here on this Pod Friends journey for this Pod Friends episode, and you know lately i've just been reflecting on the fact that not only was the first season of pod friends earlier this year with 8 episodes but also this is the 8th episode of season 2 of pod friends and so everything's coming together as you know pod friends will be coming to you all throughout this survivor the cbs survivor off season and um this interview is no exception. And so, today's interview, this conversation really is with none other than Latanya Starks who if you know her, hopefully you love her because I know that I love Latanya, I admire Latanya and I think that tuning into this conversation it's no wonder why this is Really a powerful one. And as I reflected about five minutes into the conversation, I already was feeling the tears starting to well up in my eyes just with how deep and real and honest LaTanya was um, just in sharing her journey and talking about growing up in the projects of the South Side of Chicago, but also about like all these other aspects of that time growing up that um, are you know positives and negatives and shades of gray like her relationship with her aunt BJ um, she talks about her mom being in the army growing up in a house of women being a really observant kid being someone who really um, glommed on to and embraced and found joy in music and the performing arts and someone who also went from fighting and expressing their anger that way to using their words. And, and uh, Latanya talks a lot about how debate became a place for her to, um, to really navigate conflict and to be someone who's able to, to do that. And, and we talk about lessons learned from debate, but also so much more about Latanya and her journey, which again, If you know her, I know you'll enjoy this, but if you don't know Latanya, this is still a really, really, really phenomenal episode to listen to and again so much and so much so much inspiration um but i even think of the fact that Latanya mentioned being the first black woman to debate all four years at northwestern and that kind of blew my mind um and of course we also talked about just some of the more recent things she's dealing with with chronic illness and more of that and um if anything i know that a lot of folks will relate to a lot of what we talked about in this conversation so i hope you'll tune in so normally, this is the part where I get into plugs and start to ask you all to do a number of things. But actually, I'm going to save the plugs for the end because there is only one thing. There's one thing that I really want you, the listener, you who's hearing this out of my voice. Yes, you. One of you, the one who's like, oh, OK, man, I'm going to skip ahead 10 seconds. No, I'm talking to you. Because if this is your first Pod Friends episode, if you love Pod Friends, if you've listened to them here and there, I want you to be part of Pod Friends. And here's how um, I want to invite the Pod Friends listeners to submit voicemails um, to be part of an upcoming episode of Pod Friends. And you know, um, this season we had T Bird Cooper, Grace Leader, David Bloomberg, Beth Dixon, Aaron Robertson, Sarah Carradine, Shannon Gus, Latanya Starks. Um, But also we had the first season with a number of incredible folks. And I've heard so much positive feedback from people about how some of these stories resonate. And so um, if these stories, if anything that someone has shared in PodFriends has resonated with you, I would love for you to visit SpeakPipe.com slash PodFriends. That's SpeakPipe.com slash PodFriends. If you're thinking about it, take out your phone you know, type it in speakpipe.com slash podfriends S-P-E-A-K com slash podfriends said that a million times. You got it. But um, what I'd love is if you could submit up to 90 seconds of a voicemail. um, And let me know who you are and what it is from an episode that connected with you. Because I'm hoping to share some of your voices, some of your stories, some of how these conversations relate with you all. Because this podcast is all about community. It's not just me having these conversations with the guests, but it is us on this journey together. And a big part of that for me is hearing from you about what you've related to what's resonated and so it could be about one podcast and one interviewee it could be about many of them it could be a general thought about pod friends but again speakpipe.com slash pod friends so without further ado i'm gonna get into introducing this week's guest latonya starks um, and i hope that you'll buckle up and enjoy what was really a lovely phenomenal conversation here we go Making her way to the podcast, tailing from the south side of Chicago, Illinois. You may know her as a podcaster on Post Show Recaps and occasionally on RHAP. Rob has a podcast or recent episodes of Crime Scene. Rob and Akiva need a podcast. And coming to you on this little show, Pod Friends. she's a debate coach and, in fact, the great debater, a legal legend, a pop culture critic, talking about shows including Insecure on the We Got Y'all podcast. podcast, WandaVision, and so much more. Everything is super and everything is the Luminary Latonya Star. What is your relationship with... How do you think I'm going to finish that sentence, by the way?
0: I don't know. And all of the possible iterations of that question are disturbing to me. So <laughs> I, I don't know.
3: I uh, could ask about sauteed uh green beans. You but, could uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wizard cool. of Oz. Wizard oh, of Oz. I okay. want to know. Why well, yes, am I obsessed with
0: Wizard of Oz? You tell me. So I the Wizard of Oz was the first movie that I ever owned um as a kid. Um so mm-hmm. normally what would happen is we would get toys we got toys like a lot throughout the year i used to get bad behavior reinforced all the time because my aunt would be like what what she did was great and she like more like young black women need to be like that like you know she wasn't i what did you do so whenever i get into a fight i fought a lot as a kid um but i would it would always be like I wouldn't hit anyone unless they hit me first. Okay. You know, I'm not like, I didn't just ever walk up to somebody and like smack him across the face. Um, but yeah, people would <laughs> like, they knew that rule and so they would push it. Um, yeah. And so I, yeah, I fought a lot as a kid. Um, I don't know how we got, how do we get to this? Well,
3: already. Like how, so you were beating people down <laughs> no. at, while watching Wizard of Oz?
0: <laughs> no. So, um, no. So as a reward for like winning a fight, my uh, <laughs> my family were like, I, I can't I'm trying to remember exactly when this was. I can't remember if it was around Halloween or if it was around um, like the Christmas holidays. But one of the those like Snoopy specials was playing. Um, and they were like, okay, well, you can either watch this on the TV or, and then they like unveiled this like VHS tape of the wizard of Oz for me. And I'm just like, oh my God. And they're like, yeah, we bought this for you to start your collection. So, um, yeah, I just, I watched that movie so many times. Um, I just got really into all the vibrant colors and how, you know, all of that like vibrancy is really hiding something truly detestable underneath. Wow. Um, I I've always been able to identify with, like a literal underdog story, mm-hmm. um, and that like this is that to a T. And I love Judy Garland. Like my my yeah. aunt was a huge Judy Garland fan. My aunt um, Aunt BJ, she passed away like four years ago now, oh, um, goodness, and right. she was thank you she was the one who was like spearheading the oh she's standing up for herself like let's reinforce that behavior positively mm-hmm. um so that they, they would like buy me dolls or they would buy me movies and this was the first movie i ever owned and um wow. yeah I, I just i know all of it like the songs are iconic um and then you know like without the wizard of oz we wouldn't have gotten The sensation that is the whiz like that's just Mm -hmm. one of the coolest musicals that musical theater has to offer and then we also got Wicked you know like the whole like universe like extended universe of this Mm -hmm. is so cool Um, and you know there are also parts of me that just you know I was a spooky little kid I I went as a witch (laughs) like constantly to every costume party And uh, for a while, I would it would just like alternate through um, characters from The Wizard of Oz. Like one year I'm I'm uh, the good witch. Then I'm the Wicked Witch of the West Then I'm Dorothy. And yeah, I just lived like my life according to this movie. And I don't really love. The fact that I've seen some pretty convincing evidence that this is a movie that was supposed to technically keep women in the home um, so that they knew would know where their place was. And there's no place like home for, you know, like depressed housewives who are smart and can't do anything because it's the time that they live in. So I was like, oh, that puts a little bit of a damper on it. But <laughs> <laughs> I still just really a love little this, bit. just a little bit, but yeah. I still really love the story. And I love the idea that home is a place that you carry with you in your heart and that you can make anywhere.
3: Damn. 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 <laughs> I just feel like the interviews oh, like it's a wrap. I'm uh, <laughs> you know, I know it's I know it's uh, wow. We just that was deep that was deep we just went because i'm like why are why are my tears like the tears welling up a little bit in my oh, eyes no. already just hearing that soon. but that's deep because you you touched on so much there uh shout out to aunt bj shout out to aunt bj, aunt BJ uh, the best. you also like talked about um like fighting and standing up for yourself there growing up and like the way that the Wizard of Oz has such a deep, meaningful role in your life. And there's a lot to there is so much to unpack there, Latanya. Damn, mm. you know, I'm not look for pod friends. I just sit here. I ask the questions. Uh-huh. I let the people tell me about their lives. I'm not here. I'm like, look, I'm not Yama. I'm not Yama. <laughs> I'm not Oprah. You're not going to fix uh. my life. I mean, I could (laughs) if you want me to. I could try. I would Uh, love that, actually. No promises. You have to sign a few disclaimers. Okay. Wait, I want to go. I want to keep going with that. So, okay. When did you get this? I was going to say DVD. When did you get this VHS (laughs) of The Wizard of Uh, Oz? I must have been. How old? Yeah. Maybe six or seven. Okay. I think. So what were people... I'm kind of getting heated. Like part of me was starting to well up with the tears when you talked about home. The mm-hmm. other part of me, though, now I'm getting I'm like, who's messing with Latanya right now? And do I need to uh, get a flight to Chicago to beat somebody up? Because I'm look, this is pod friends, but we could be pod enemies really yeah. quick for Latonya. <laughs> um, what was going pod on? I enemy number
0: one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just it took me a really long time to find my people and then to like when I started working with RHAP and post mm-hmm. recaps to then like find my people again in like a different way. Yeah. Um I've been blessed to be able to do that twice. Um I I there's just like I grew up really poor. Um mm. you know everything was like you know we went to Catholic school until I my grandmother found out a way to get me into a gifted facility when I was in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of like started the trajectory to the seventh through 12th program and blah, blah, blah. Um, So it's just really been like a long journey and of people not really understanding me, um, like making fun of me because of my weight, um, Mm -hmm. making fun of me, because of the way I talk. Um, Just lots of stuff. Like, kids can be really cruel. Like, they just will lay you out bare and and think nothing of it. And it's like, okay. Um, I I remember I was in the locker room once, and we were getting changed to go, like, after class. And um, I was one of the people who had the unfortunateness of <laughs> having gym first period. So it's like, oh, great. I'm just going to ruin my hair immediately for the day. I it, It's just yeah. like that, you know, there are kids that I got along with and there were like several kids I didn't get along with. Like there are people I got along with that you wouldn't imagine. And then there are people I didn't get along with where I was shocked that that was the case, you know, like, and then the seventh through 12th grade program kind of, um, got all the fight out of me because Mm -hmm. I was about to get into a fight with this one woman who had like um (laughs) who had gotten up and like slapped me in the face like in front of a whole classroom of people um and so I was like oh okay that's what we're doing so I Mm -hmm. smacked her in the face and her glasses flew across the the uh, what's it called? And so when the assistant dean person for our program came mm-hmm. in, he took me aside. I was like, well, Tanya, you probably want to go to college. Right. And I was like, yes. And he was like, well, then you can't have things on your record and this type of stuff mm-hmm. will go on your record. And then, like, you know, you ruined a bunch of opportunities for yourself. So I started to think more and more about what was best for me in kind of like a business sense.
3: Um, I love that I love that. For you. How yeah. old were you Just, like how yeah, how old were you at that time? I like love that for 12,
0: you. 12, 13 years old.
3: I love that so much for you cuz I, I picture you having that as a shift where you're like, okay, let me read like the Damn, I was gonna say the art of the deal, but that guy's can't been canceled. Oh my god! Um, but you know, you go to your business books. Oh. You're like in the uh, uh, Barnes and Noble. You know, pick. Mm-hmm. you like, look, this is a business deal, a business transaction. But like, what, um, what impact did that even that shift have? And what did that shift look like for you? Because it sounded like you didn't slap too many people after that.
0: Yeah. So. I learned, I had to learn to control the anger issues that I had. Um, And I just kind of started thinking about, you know, where I was going to go to school, like Mm -hmm. what college would be like, when, when am I going to get to go? Um, I could have gone at 15 um, because all I had left after my sophomore year was an art all I needed was an art credit and I could have graduated but mm-hmm. I was afraid to go to college that
3: young um so wait um, you just said I'm sorry that was I almost skipped over that like when you were 15 you almost you had enough credits to go to college
0: yeah because the way the seven through 12th program uh worked is that you were taking it, it was all it's almost like an international baccalaureate program. Mm-hmm. where the classes that you're taking are kind of like all over the spectrum of 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 classes. And by the time you get to a certain point, you've just kind of fulfilled your graduation requirements. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that happened sophomore year. I actually one of the women mm-hmm. in my uh, class uh, did go to college at 15. Wow. So it was one of those things that um, I thought about doing a lot um after that um but then i was i was like i'm not really in a rush (laughs) you know i'm in no particular rush to like do this plus i was enjoying debate and um you know i didn't really have a reason to be as angry anymore Mm -hmm. so i think that because when you're angry i really do think that you attract that back to you in some kind of way Mm -hmm. um and it's then it just kind of you feel put upon like everything in the world is coming down on you at the same time. And, you know, you're just like, why is this always happened to me? Mm-hmm. You know, or you could choose to think that maybe, you know, you're putting yourself in situations where you are allowing the same patterns to occur over and over again. It just so happens that the stakes are higher each time. Um. So, you know, just just wanted to make sure that i had I, I had the opportunity to go to college, because my mom went to nursing school, she did not go to college. my mm-hmm. dad um did not go to college either. so yeah. i I was the first person uh, in my like immediate family to go to college. Wow, so that was yeah. really cool. That part, I was like, you know, I'm looking forward to like this being a thing and that it was almost kind of that goal that kept me going. And I also cared so much about debate. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just me truly being a nerd, but feeling like I had finally met people who understood me on some level, Um, even more molecular than the way that most people understand me. Um, so yeah, it's just been, it It was like a, a bit of a wild ride, just trying to like make sure I was calm enough to like get through the day and like not go off on somebody or like try yeah. to start a fight with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. but also people just got better at just leaving me alone because they, yeah. they started to realize that, you yeah. know, like I, I was going to fight back and that. I was more persuasive than they were. So, I, an I optics love- thing, really. <laughs> yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. There's so much there. And, um, and, you know, like there's so much to dive into, but it's interesting because it, number one, I know a lot of people could relate to what you like could relate to that feeling of being really angry. I mean, especially at this time in our world, um, it's just easy to be really angry. And the way that I relate to that, I think is that I and still I experienced this where as angry as I could be, like I've always I've always lived in and grew up like, you know, as I'm as I mentioned to you, growing up in like North Jersey, where I grew up, um, 15 minutes from Newark, but also in schools that were like primarily white. My high school was like an all-boys high school with like six percent, maybe a thousand of us, but like six percent of us were black, but also like You're really like, oh, my gosh, are there more than one of us in a room at one at a time? Basically, it doesn't come up. And, you know, even now in the work that I do, I'm like so often the only one of me in the room that like there are just those like those microaggressions or uh, macroaggressions, we'll call them for now. But like people real like things that really like piss you off. And it's like, what do you do and how do you process all of that is? something that's like tough to figure out and I'm I'm like already fascinated by this thing of like you going from physically fighting to then like really getting good at using your words to in conflict with people but I want to go back to kind of like set the scene more than anything else like where did you grow up? Like, what was that? So, like, paint the picture for people. Um, who was it around? You mentioned like not, um, you know, not having a lot growing up in in that way. But like, what was that all about? And you have such a beautiful way with words, by the way. I'm like, paint the picture, Latanya. I will, I'll like take it in. <laughs> I'll draw the picture as you paint it.
0: <laughs> um, you're the nicest person in the world, so you know mm-hmm. I expect you <laughs> you to say nothing less than that. Um so yeah I grew up on the south side of Chicago maybe about 7 to 10 minutes away from um White Sox Park uh mm-hmm. we lived in uh housing projects on 35th and Ellis and um yeah I I ended up in Chicago um being born in Chicago and not say in Germany um, <laughs> where I was conceived. Um, but yeah, I was born oh. in Chicago. My parents met each other, um, playing basketball. My mom was on the, um, the women's team and, uh, for the army and, uh, she was practicing and a bunch of guys came up and basically challenged her. And she was like, okay. And she just completely jobbed them, just like took them out And so uh, that's how my parents met. And I, you know, um, I guess they both enjoyed tremendous, tremendous challenges Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, in terms of like who they wanted to be a mate. But, yeah, um, my mom called my grandmother, um, who's actually my great aunt. So um, my mom's aunt, um, Mm -hmm. but I've always called her granny. Um, And she asked if she could, you know, she told her that she was pregnant. She said she didn't really want to go back to Mississippi because all of the people on my mom's side are from Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Everybody on my dad's side is either from Tennessee or Alabama. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um, Basically grew up in a household of women, like really strong women, Um, like my grandmother was basically the head of household. So, you know, she ended up saying yes. She got the kids that were living with her at the time. So like her, um, my Aunt BJ, uh, I think was 19 when I was born. And I was actually born on her birthday. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So we used to celebrate our birthdays together all the time. It has, it's every birthday I've had without her. It's just felt surreal because yeah. we used to, I mean, that was our thing, like um she would have i just think about how she would have hated Game of Thrones and how it ended, but she would be really excited for like House of the Dragon and, you know, like drinking champagne or Prosecco with me, just like enjoying life um,
1: yeah.
0: so yeah, um, it was my mom, my grandmother, my aunt, um and then two other aunts that lived with us in this, Mm -hmm. um, in this apartment. And, um, then my, one of my aunts had a baby and, um, I think I am maybe three years older than he is. Um, but, and then my sister was born, um, she, I'm four years older than she is. So Mm -hmm. just like someone who I'm like, a you know, I grew up in Chicago. I'm pretty loyal to my family. Like I'll do pretty much anything and I, I, almost to like a mafia level kind of trust. Oh, um, I, no, it's like, I just, I, edit, I can't.
3: <laughs> just in case.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Look, that's good to know. It's good to know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, like don't ever go against me um, or anyone from the family in public again. <laughs> You know, yeah. just things like that. Um, but yeah, we we grew up like I there was. We had like a really fun childhood, you know, mm-hmm. um, I, I remember just roller skating everywhere and um, and like ha- like always having the corner store people like give us little popsicles and stuff. and We would go in with our little quarters. Um, it, it was just like, you know. We were in the projects, but yeah, it, it there was like a sense of community. I think that formed in having to try to thrive in those types of circumstances. That you know brings people closer together mm-hmm. uh, to the point where you're kind of surprised when they, when some of them start to take a step back from you. Um, but yeah, just a just a Chicago girl, South Side Chicago girl. Later, moved to the far south side of Chicago. Um, I think we moved when I was about eight to the far south side. Um, or I went to Morgan Park High School for their seventh through twelfth grade program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and uh, graduated from there and then went to Northwestern, um, which yeah. still is a really big part of my life <laughs> to this day because yeah. I work there
3: yeah that's i look, it's so interesting too to like to um hear you and like just sharing so much of kind of, and painting the pictures so beautifully of your story and something that i want to ask um because i will of course specifically get to debate in a second <laughs> but maybe the you know maybe debate is part of this i'm just curious well, actually, no, let me set the, let me, let me like very clearly yeah. say why I ask this because, um, and you know, I really, well per se, and this is 1000% true. And I say it all the time, but like, I really, really love the people who listen to this podcast. And I don't even mean just Rob as a podcast. Like I do, but like, I really love the people who listen to pod friends because like, it takes a lot, um to sit down and just like listen to someone's story and that shows that you want to get to know them and you appreciate them and value them but more specifically as two black people having this conversation Mm -hmm. I also recognize that sometimes it's easy for people to look at us as like victims or look at us and like see the negative of it and I'm like curious if there are Cause you did point to like so many beautiful things within the experience growing up, but like just very um, specifically, I'm curious if there's like anything that you found was like just super, really beautiful and a source of joy from your experience growing up. Um, if debates the answer to that, then that's great. But uh, I wanted to kind of just give you the space to, to speak to the joy also in the, um, the joy or the superpowers you kind of found in that time growing up in the South side of Chicago and in the far South side of Chicago. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I'll say that for me, so debate didn't uh, debate really kind of entered my life. Um, and I, I, the way that my relationship to it um, has like evolved and changed so much. Um, but I don't know if that's like the formative thing that may, has made me happy. I like, I remember mm. being happiest, like, you know, rehearsing for a dance recital or rehearsing for a play. Cause I did musical theater or um, oh actually like getting to put on the play and like showing people what you've been working on for like a month in rehearsal is so fun. And um I just remember my whole family came to that kind of stuff. Like, you know, um, yeah. my mom, um, I did her best. She was a nurse and, you know, she was also still in the army. So, you know, most of the caretaking that happened with me got shifted mm-hmm. to my grandmother who, uh, became my legal guardian. Um, so, yeah. Like we had a lot of like problems growing up, but I think the way that the way that like, I didn't even, I didn't know. And I'm an observant person. Mm-hmm. It just speaks to how wonderful people are who love you. Cause they yeah. try to shield you from anything that might hurt you, especially at that young, of an age, you know, like talking 7 8 years old um even like into your teenage years you know it's just a tough time um for it's just a tough time for finding a source of joy in anything um
1: yeah.
0: but yeah i remember roller skating up and down the um the corridors of the um the like patio kind of area when we were living in the projects and they're just being like these wrought iron gates on one side like fences Mm -hmm. to keep us in like a certain square um uh position and you know like it's just it's one of those things that um you know, I think about finding a source of joy. I think about like music and I think of dancing and I think of my whole family showing up to see me like (laughs) be a terrible actress. And it's like a, you know, a yodeler. Um, (laughs) what only able able to yodel. That's the musical theater I did was all yodeling.
3: Well, that's exactly (laughs) what I was going to ask too. Like what, what, What productions were you in? What were you doing? Um, If you feel like yodeling on this (laughs) podcast, you are more than welcome to believe me. The people love the performance. So
0: (laughs) I'm sure. No. So I, I have, I've not warmed up my voice uh, because I'm an amateur. Um, (laughs) 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 No. um, So I, the first musical theater production I did for the Beverly Arts Center, which is still um, a place of Um, fine
3: uh, arts things and arts. Uh,
0: It's it's a finer things club. I feel like you're looking
3: for the synonym. (laughs) It's a finer things club. Um,
0: (laughs) So uh, the first thing, I was cast as um, the lead player in Pippin. Ooh. Um, Yeah, then I was uh, in um, Snoopy, which is a whole, it's a whole musical.
3: Like the offshoot of Charlie Brown. uh Uh-huh. I was in a Charlie Brown musical, by the way, so. Really? Which one? I was. It was it was You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. It was That's like the one I that was, people know the most. Yeah, it was when I was, I think, in the sixth, maybe the seventh grade. Mm. I was one of those one of those characters. I don't even remember anymore. Latanya. Yeah. it's been a minute. Yeah, it's um, been a while.
0: But like, yeah. I, I loved acting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not that debate was not that happy place. It's just that with college, there are so many things that can be a happy place, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, it can get overwhelming at times, too. I didn't yeah. really realize that I suffered from um, depression and anxiety until I went to college. Um, yeah. like I did not want to be there anymore. I, I, and <laughs> I thought that I would be all cool and calm and like, oh, it's only a certain like it's only like an hour and a half drive back to your house. And I just I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I I want to quit like I'm not good anyway so like what does it matter and you know it it does matter like I it matters to me that I can say that I was the first black woman to debate for all 4 years um wow and but it <laughs> bothers me to say you know that unfortunately we You know, there are some some things that we can do that would go a lot further to like increasing, I think, diversity in debate um, that aren't done. So, you know, I I just kind of feel like and I feel like you had this kind of similar thing um, where you often find yourself like you talked about that all boys school. You yeah, find yourself being, like, the only Black person amongst just, like, a sea of white people.
3: LaTanya, literally, <laughs> uh, two days ago, I did, like, my career, college. Yeah. Every, like, high school, all of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk, I'll, I'm not to cut you off, but I'm sure I'll <laughs> vent about it, too, because literally right before this, I was, like, just, like, going, like, taking a moment for myself to, like, process a lot of that so yes it is very real and very present
0: <laughs> there was a quote-unquote bumper crop of us uh
3: <laughs> I, i'm no I, i'm like what the heck is a bumper crop
0: <laughs> it's like it's a,
3: a is that a, a latonya stark's word or no, is it <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> no it's it's basically just when um you're a farmer and you're growing something and you end up growing way more than you thought that you had because mother nature was just bountiful, a little Mm -hmm. more bountiful this time. And that's called a bumper crop. Um, Um, so, uh, there was just like, there were, um, three, three black people, um, in my class alone, and we Mm -hmm. were all from the same school. Um, so, it was really interesting to kind of see how we all navigated it so differently. Yeah. I was just so depressed when yeah. I got there and started to realize that like, oh, this is going to actually require work um, because you, you do like kind of go on autopilot in high school. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, at a certain point, it's like when you get to your 3L year when you're in law school and you're just kind of like, OK, where is my money?
3: You're talking about the bumper crop, (laughs) which I can (laughs) barely say. Apparently (laughs) Uh, I love, I love, I love a good bumper crop Latanya. Um, A a bumper crop top. Yeah. But like what, how did that kind of, well, okay. So the times that I've had the bumper crop in my life of us, um, It, you know, it goes a long way because even, you know, in the context of podcasting, mm-hmm. like, there's such a big difference between the times when I might be the only Black person or only queer person on a panel or in a room or speaking to something versus, like, having one other who's there to also, like, be there and be the voice. And, um like, was, I would imagine that that was something that was very like helpful in the journey for you. But um yeah, I'm curious like what that did for you to just be surrounded with that bumper crop. Oh, I love that word. <laughs> well,
0: that was it happy. was interesting just because you know we were all kind of on this journey together. Mm-hmm. We we'd you know all been the same year in high school. We were on the debate team together, which means that we spent so much time together. Like mm-hmm. basically debate is like, uh, having a 40 hour a week job when you're in college. Um, and you just kind of try to do the best that you can and make sure that, um, you know, you're taking some classes with your friends so that yeah. you all can already have a built-in study group. Um, you know, it, it was great for us because the debate society has its own building on campus. Mm-hmm. um and so it's it's open to like 24 hours you have to have a key card um and you anyone can go in and out like it's just it's called the hardy house it's just kind of like our place that we um you know will go to do debate work or do school work like I, the amount of class projects that i did mm-hmm. with people on the debate team yeah <laughs> are. Just in the words of Michael Scott, "incalculable." Um, <laughs> yes. So I, there was just there is something really great about having you know about coming into because Northwestern is has like a whole mystique of its own in mm-hmm. terms of um, debate lore, kind of just because you know we. I think this is still the case are the winningest debate team in history. Like we've won the most national championships, the national debate tournament uh, championships. And we, you know, went through a while there where they were just like winning them back to back. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was like, I mean, it was like imposter syndrome (laughs) immediately took over. Um, I had, I did not, I, I, because I think that um, whether it's done on purpose or if it's just something that is due to generational trauma and it being passed down, I feel like, um, you know, like we as black women and like black people are, are taught to not like shine. You know what I mean? To like mm-hmm. not try to stand out too much, to draw attention to yourself, like be modest. You know what I mean? Be like. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are just some moments in your life that you find really empowering. And once I got used to it, I loved college. Like mm-hmm. college was, you know, the thing that I would say mo- most often to try to justify like not studying um is that you know um the test and the grade will be fleeting but these memories will last like a lifetime and we'll always have these and we'll always have each other and it just so happens that like i'm still very good friends with all the people that um that i debated like with or you know who debated wow. around the same time as me there's a really really strong alumni network. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of debaters, are lawyers, like one of our alums right now um, is actually uh, defending the Georgia voters. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So just like, you know, doing big stuff like that. Um, so it's really intimidating to be around these people that you kind of have only heard stories of. And they're mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, a little bit like legend to you. And then you realize that, you know, (laughs) they're just some dudes and they're terrible at drinking games and, (laughs) you know, uh, they get really upset when they lose, though. So it's all the more funny.
3: Yeah, this is this is all really um, interesting. And I relate to what you said about the like the imposter syndrome piece of it. I relate to a lot of what you said in general, but specifically um, I'm like I'm kind of grabbing onto the imposter syndrome piece because one thing we have in common. So my sophomore year of high school, I did debate. I did do debate. I was going to say attempted to do debate. But I did debate. <laughs> I did Lincoln Douglas debate. Are there super, like kind of superpowers you gained from your time doing debate?
0: Yes. Yeah, so we would call that uh, portable skills and
3: debate. Mm-hmm. portable
0: skills um, yes <laughs> i i love um the idea of them being superpowers though um one of them so so many um to make sure that you um thoroughly read through anything before you sign it um mm-hmm. you know just a little like due diligence might get you out of something mm-hmm. um you know, always have a plan, like a, a plan in place and mm-hmm. then a plan B and practice failure, I guess, if yeah. that makes any sense. Um, you know, so what happens if like all of the worst things possible, um, like, you know, this falls, this falls down, this like, you know, um, something <laughs> explodes. Like, I don't know. Don't yeah. don't prepare for explosions. But you yeah. know what I mean? Well, <laughs> um <laughs> I Yeah. So the other portable skills I'd say is, uh, are that, you know, I am pretty good at research, um, just about any topic of research, Mm -hmm. especially if I find an angle that I would get really interested in just, you know, being prepared because you, you, I, you, I'm pretty good at research now means that I don't feel imposter syndrome as much anymore because I know that like, I wouldn't be speaking if I didn't know what I was saying was true. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and didn't have, like, evidence to back it up, um, you know, and all that. So having that kind of certainty to be able to speak um, and to speak up for yourself, you know, I found that it's really helped me, especially because I've been going through a lot of chronic illness stuff. And yeah. it's really, really simple for doctors to kind of let you fall by the wayside when you have chronic issues um because they have other things to do or they take a different job or whatever um mm-hmm. so it's just you know like just trying to just figuring out how to like come up with a schedule for your day where you plan everything out almost to the second yeah. and sticking to that schedule right um and then just practicing all the time, like whatever mm-hmm. you it is that you're doing. If you have like public speaking that's involved if you, uh, in, in your job, then practice that. If you have writing that's involved in your job, then practice that. Um, you know, it's just you want to be able to kind of open yourself up so that you're comfortable enough to be creative, like on the go, like anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you can creatively problem solve as well is also, like, you know, I think some superpowers. And then the the final one, I think, yeah. is um, that I'm really able to anticipate what other people need before they know that they want it. Mm. Um, it's <laughs> it's like one of those things where, uh, like, you know, the my old debate coaches would refer to it as situational awareness. Yeah. Um, so just generally, realizing that there are people around you like the world exists and it's not just you in your own head so you got to kind of pay attention and make sure that you know everything that you like want to do is getting done and you know um so yeah and i i think i'm pretty good at working a crowd too And that's definitely a debate thing because you sometimes you have more than one judge. You have like three, three, anywhere from three. to I've seen like a 13 judge panel or something like that. Um, And yeah, so you like really learn what people like in terms of like what arguments they'll listen to and cling on to what they Mm -hmm. don't like and they'll feel like you spent some extra time like preparing for them um just because yeah you know, it's like a personalized beat down that you're
3: delivering you know <laughs> <laughs> i love that and i think that yeah it's it's uh, one i appreciate you so much just like sharing um like sharing that cuz it's it's really helpful like helpful context and information Just to give you a chance to brag is whether it's like, um, you know, like whether it's podcasting or anything else where you've kind of worked a crowd. Is there anything you're most, any moment you're most fond of? Like, ooh, I really beat down that crowd personally, uh, slash worked that crowd personally. (laughs) Like, is there anything you're most a moment where you're like, ooh, that was badass? Um, (laughs) working the crowd.
0: Um, I. I was announcing uh, our speaker awards um, for um, our Northwestern uh, O&L Poon Memorial Tournament that we do every year now at the beginning of the season. And, um, you know, like there are just some names that you can't pronounce. There are Mm -hmm. some names I cannot pronounce. Sometimes that name is my own, Um, (laughs) but you know, um I just can't do it and so I have to like apologize in advance advance yeah. um to make sure that they understand that I really apologize to them for like like what I'm going to do to their name um but yeah I, I, I say that that tournament was like a really good um because I saw the chat as it was happening and people were like oh wow. she's so funny Look at that. Yeah um so yeah that was a really good that was a good moment i think of of working in the crowd and really starting to enjoy the idea of crowd work because there's something intuitive about it like i feel like i'm a pretty intuitive person Mm -hmm. i don't want to be like one of those people who who's like i as an empath um (laughs) just kind of understand
3: more than others but <laughs> I'm big on empathy. I yes. read a lot of books like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly.
3: Oh my uh-huh. god. Wait, was that after you started podcasting or before you well, it's not it sounds like it was after you I'm assuming after you started podcasting, but I'm just assuming I heard chat. I'm I'm picturing Zoom. I'm picturing pandemic. It's giving pandemic, Latanya. Yeah. The, <laughs> man, the pandemic really did a number on me. Oh <laughs> Well, Tanya, I would love to know more about how you became involved in RHAP and post-show recaps. Okay. What was your journey to it, just discovering it even as a listener? And then how did you actually become a podcaster?
0: Okay, so um I have been a fan of post-show recaps and um and RHAP for several years now. Um I basically started Westworld uh, right when it was, I I watched it like when it first aired, I just felt like I I wanted to be more involved. Um, Like I I would write in and sometimes my questions would get chosen and that would be so cool to like hear somebody like, you know, interact with me from uh, post-show recaps or RHAP to the point where I have like been starstruck. Um, like when I when we first were doing the auditions for class of 2020 I was like mm-hmm. I know all of you oh my god because there was like 25 people on that zoom that's what I'm saying <laughs> there were yeah. so many people
3: um <laughs> <laughs> by the way aside just aside uh, an aside slash a side note uh-huh. is that there were like nine people on my zoom call too so it was probably like either the same day that we had our audition or something similar Yeah, but some people really I found out got away with like two people in their interview or three people in their interview so I don't know what that was about but we had you and me had like ten people <laughs> judging us <laughs> but yes you were starstruck in the interview yeah um, so what did you do so actually I've heard this story before where you, you talked about watching a whole damn season of Survivor yeah uh, winners at war just to get ready for <laughs> this which I'm like look Raton L- L- Ratania. Ratonia <laughs> is gonna research Ratania. <laughs> Imagine I forgot who I'm talking with.
0: That's not my name. Uh, <laughs> That's not Reta- my name.
3: Reta- Reta- Retanya starks um, Retanya Sparks. It's it was like a, a portmanteau of your love research and Latanya. Retanya. Or was Stark. it a Natalie portmanteau? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do that to me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You <laughs> fakest laugh. I've no, ever heard not. In my life. No, It's not. I just You're went like, full Jimmy Fallon on me. It's not fake. It's not fake. <laughs> you broke me a little bit with that one because I wasn't ready for it. You know what it is? I also didn't take a deep breath. So yeah. I'm catching my breath now. But you okay. were. Whoo, okay. So you were. So you were in there with the people, and you talked about Survivor and the other things, but you were so yeah. So world.
0: I, I first, <laughs> I, I was listening to a Top Chef podcast, and yeah. um, that's when I heard about the competition happening, and I was like, okay, well, should I do this? You know, I'm. I was just getting over COVID. I was teaching um, um, yeah. debate camp that summer as well. So on my lunch break, I just kind of put myself on um, on tape and talked about what I liked about Top Chef. And then I sent it off and um, uh, I guess they liked it. And then I got the email from Sam Moore um, and uh, had the interview with like 25 different people on the Zoom call. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know everybody just seemed really chill, really relaxed. Like the atmosphere seems like it's good. Um, you know, so yeah, um, everybody was like, great. And I um, kind of like, I was just like, I really should have asked for a different prompt, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> because I just decided to watch this random season of Survivor and then mm-hmm. comment on uh like j- kind of basically have a whole stand up uh set about <laughs> um about like you know just how ridiculous life is oh, I'm like really grateful that I get to have the journey and that I get to you know my entries and my interests are so varied that I could do a podcast about just about anything yeah. um so um. Yeah, um, some of the highlights that um, this is certainly one, I have to say, I I love the way that you've been building up buzz on social media for the show. And I think that the marketing uh, campaign that you're running is just really good. Um, So, yeah, getting to sit down with you and talk. um, I am really proud of the work that we did um, for Insecure. For Mm -hmm. the final season. Um, That was. um, A bit of a. Like a juggernaut of a season. uh, Where. It's just. It's wild. It's ridiculous. Um, (laughs) So. So yeah. Other highlights. With both Josh and Antonio. We did a a Ted Lasso podcast together. I'd been listening to like, those two are the people who got me into post-show recaps and RHAP because I was looking for a Westworld podcast and Mm -hmm. I actually had four different Westworld podcasts. That's how into that show I was season one. But then I also realized that they covered uh, Mr. Robot and I was like, okay, this is perfect. Like, you know, um, So I I wrote down a little bit of material and went into the audition, and um, and thankfully they liked me because I would have been really upset (laughs) if if they had said no. uh,
3: Oh my gosh, it would have been bad. Wow! Yeah, you probably would have been like, "Sorry, not listening." Yeah, just I'm a, <laughs> traumatized by that yeah. experience. Thank you for letting me put myself out there and not responding well to it. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm just projecting, but <laughs> no, but project away because it all yeah. makes sense to me. Wow! I mean, yeah. I, look, we don't have a lot of. T- I don't mean this in a philosophical way, but we don't have a lot of time together left on this podcast. And so I actually just want to um, ask, you know, a a broader question or broad question about uh, the community. And, you know, you, you even, you mentioned in passing, and I think people who know you and like follow, you might have a, like have a, sense of like you mentioned chronic illness and experiencing that but no i'm not i don't want to get into all of that because i'm sure that we could be here that could be its <laughs> t- own podcast probably unfortunately um but i want to ask kind of like what has this community meant to you um not only through all of that but just in general in the time that you met and that you've been involved like what role has this um whatever you call it, RHIP post show recaps Mm -hmm. community played for you? Um, well, I've just been
0: able to have, um, some of the coolest conversations, um, with people, um, conversations that I have only kind of like dreamt of, of being able to have, um, Mm -hmm you know, and then to like sit down and kind of have someone who wants to actually like question you about what you think about your life, like that someone cares enough um, to like, you know, sit down and, and just ask, you know, what's, let's get down to the ABCs of you, you know? Um, So the community has really meant a lot. Like, Especially with everything that happened, you know, with having COVID and then um, like so close off the tails of finding out that I had like another severe um, like issue with my lungs, um, mm-hmm. being like in and out of the hospital and everything. Like, I feel like if I want, if I'm, I need to distract myself from something happening in the hospital, I can just hop on the Discord and be like, who wants to watch, you know, whatever movie? And wow. you know, that community would be there for me. Specifically just like with the podcasters, it I i honestly I've never met people that I care about more. <laughs> I just um like other than my family or like like deep close friends, the friendships I've had forever, like mm-hmm. you all just understand me so much more than most people in my life understand me like I just I don't feel like, you know, if I ask for something, I never feel like out of line for doing so. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like everybody's been so supportive Um and. I just I don't know, I just really enjoyed the camaraderie it's like brought me back to um when i was like young and growing up and how it was like us against the rest of the world and like nobody was going to be able to mess with us but n- now knowing that like there are other people who would be willing to um to help me or like yeah. you know just to be there to like listen to me um if i need to vent about something yeah that's pretty great and like the the fact that you know, we tend to, I think, attract like a smart listener. Um, You can end up having some really great conversations on the Discord. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just about like, about really anything, anytime. Like, you name it, and there's like an opportunity for you to talk about it on the Discord, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's just and you all like you all as like my, uh, like fellow podcasters yeah. have just been so accommodating of me. Um, it's, it's really tough to live with, um, chronic pain and like, uh, other chronic health issues. Um, you know, you're tired, like overly tired very quickly. Um, mm-hmm. you always inevitably have to ask for help and that's something I'm really bad at doing. Um, and when I do, sometimes it's like too late. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I like just teaching me that it's okay to like speak up and let my voice be known when I see something that you know I know is an injustice um, mm-hmm. happening. Um, and yeah, just like knowing the people who would, will, and have go gone out of their way to accommodate me because i can't eat this or i can't like uh, oh there's too many stairs here or whatever Mm -hmm. um you don't really like find that type of friendship very often so i just yeah you gotta cherish it you know
3: gotta cherish it yeah and you know what i like it's so unfortunate that i am the only one here in this moment, but like I know I speak for so many people, like legitimately, like I love you, we love you. Oh. I adore you. We adore you so much, and you deserve to have people make that space for you. And I mean, like we also all experience the moments where people don't, but that doesn't mean we're not worth it. And I think, you, you know, oftentimes we just need people to um affirm that and remind us of that also. So, yeah, you're amazing, and we could be <laughs> here forever. And I would, if, if there if time was limit, unlimited, I would like message people and be like, get on here, let's all get on here. I know. Uh, but, but, um, I would love to see like, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I know, seriously. I i feel like there's, and the, you know, I think that, you know, the thing is, like, we continue to be part of this community, it continues to, we continue to have opportunities to connect. So that's the amazing thing about it, but. I want to ask Latanya, one of my final mm-hmm. questions kind of as we sort of wrap up it, that I love to ask people is oh. I always ask, I always ask that if your life was a book or documentary, what would the title be and why? If it, and I feel like there's so many titles in there, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you have a title off the top. I wouldn't be surprised if you did though. Um. You're probably like mid documentary or like mid book writing at this <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> You're like just flipping through the pages. <laughs> uh,
0: I take I take a lot of notes. Um, we love I, it. And <laughs> I've been taking a note of each, yeah, of each question just because I want to yeah. make sure um, yeah. that I am providing some kind of answer because my brain doesn't work anymore. <laughs> um, I'm yeah. old and now I have to wear an arthritis
3: <laughs> sleeve. Look.
0: um Look.
3: so yeah um shout shout out to you shout out to you for the arthritis sleeve mm-hmm. uh, it's cool i, it's I guess it could accessory.
0: be um arthritis sleeve fact or fiction i don't know <laughs> <laughs> that was ridiculous um,
3: i mean if that's it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if that defy if that if that captures it. Yet, yeah, yeah. Top know. off
0: the top off the Maybach, the Latanya Stark story.
3: Top off the Maybach, the <laughs> Latanya Stark. Story. I mean, I there are so many titles though. I feel like, and if if any others come to mind, I'm not gonna pressure you to give an answer because I feel like the it, there's so much that's just self explanatory from you. And on the wrestling, we up once in a while. It used to happen more than it does now but someone would say a big word and i would always say that's a latonya stark's word um <laughs> and so um it's real there are lots of words that could make a uh, a title of your book or documentary and i'm gonna let that be open to interpretation i don't want people to limit you to whatever title comes up but then again topping off the main back is pretty, pretty, pretty <laughs> good top pretty, off the main back I want to give you the final word, Latanya, like for the people here, anything you want to say, anything you want to put out there into the world, uh, the floor is yours.
0: Um, thank you. Wonderful, wonderful people for uh, listening to this, because I can't imagine who would want to listen to this. Um, it's just...
3: I have the same <laughs> damn thought all the time.
0: No, I just mean, <laughs> no. not because of you, like, no, I know saving what you mean. Grace like I understand if people come to see Matt and, <laughs> and the guests are just like a happen and I also right now, you know um, <laughs> no, but I just i you know um I uh, always appreciate the opportunity, you know what I mean mm-hmm. um and it's really nice to have me on um and I would love to come back.
3: We'll make it happen. It'll um, happen. Sit I, I on guess, the pod friends couch.
0: <laughs> yeah. I guess if uh you all want to know some stuff I'm promoting. Oh um,
3: I've yeah, got, what are you up to?
0: yeah, I've got some um Blackbird on Apple TV Plus. I'll be joining mm-hmm. that podcast um with uh Ariel and Grace uh, coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me right now um as the latest in the crime scene feed. Yeah. Um, the sub so crime scene, RHAP, um, where we talk about the girl in the picture, uh, which is a whole mess.
3: So, I was listening to that <laughs> all over the place, yeah. but beautiful job <laughs> right? breaking it down. Yes, I,
0: it, and that was that was the way it was set up. It was really weird. Um, mm-hmm. I was just on the Westworld podcast with um, Joshua, um, mm-hmm.
3: and Michael? The Wiggler. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Mike Bloomberg.
3: Yeah, Mike Mike Bloomberg. Mike Bloom, Uh, creator of this (laughs) lotion that I just happen to have sitting next to me. Bloom by Olivia Grace. Uh Not to be confused with Olivia Jade. Yes. So uh, there's that. And then I just also released an
0: Emmy's podcast for post-show recaps uh, with Grace and with Jess. Um, Mm -hmm. So we got that coming up. Uh we got a couple other projects that are coming up down the line that I can't talk about yet. Ooh. But if you want to know them as soon as I can talk about them, because you know how I am, I have to share. Um, <laughs> then you can you should follow me um on Twitter at LKStarks. That is at LK Starks. And um, yeah, say hello. Stop on by
3: virtually. Please. Yeah, stop on by say hello if you're here hearing the sound of our voice like obviously um it it genuinely speaking because half the time i'm just like "Ooh, what can we joke about but like genuinely (laughs) speaking one latonya thank you so much for this conversation um and being part of it but also to the people listening let us know that you're listening let us know um you know you'll know where to find me you know where to find latonya and just like it means a lot that you're here on this journey. So tweet us. Let us know. Um, and let us know why this matters to you. But thank you so much, LaTanya. You're the greatest. And thank, thank you for you. being a pod friend. Ooh, I worked in my closer. You did it. Bam. Look at that. Woo! Thank you, everybody. Thank you, pod friends, for tuning in and getting to this point of the episode. Wasn't that a phenomenal conversation with LaTanya? I really... As I said, as we were talking, I love LaTanya, and I know so many people do, and I think it's no wonder why. And if you listen to this point, it really means so much to us because um, it is really a privilege to have your time and your attention, and we recognize that. But we also recognize that not everyone gets to this point. It's really special um, that you know you're here listening, and um, I don't take that for granted. I know Latanya doesn't either, and so um, if you're listening, let us know. Hit us up as Latanya mentioned at LK Starks on social media. You could reach me at Matt Scott GW on social media at Hey Pod Friends. But also, more than anything else right now, I would love again to invite you to, um, to submit a voicemail uh, up to 90 seconds about something that's resonated with you, especially from this season of PodFriends with T-Bird, Grace Leader. David Bloomberg, Beth Dixon, Aaron Robertson, Sarah Carradine, Shannon Gus, Latanya, um, or even from the first season, let me know. I haven't really had the chance to hear from folks in voicemail form about, uh, about Pod Friends and what it means. And so if there's a story that's resonated, if there's something you've learned along the way, a lot like Robin Akiba on Renap lately on Robin and podcast, um, leave that voicemail at speakpipe.com/slash pod friends. And check out the show notes for so much more of what what you could do and how you could be engaged with the podcast. But I want to remind you to subscribe, leave those five stars, please leave a review to keep the lights on, keep the show going. Rob has a website.com/slash pod friends feed. You could watch on YouTube at com slash YouTube for this episode, for all pod friends episodes today, and for future episodes. You could suggest a guest at bit.ly/slash pod friends nom. That's bit.ly/slash pod friends nom. And uh, again, check out the show notes for more of what you can do to engage with the podcast. Um, I am on Crime Scene with Mari Forth, a past Pod Friends guest, as well as Sarah Carradine, another Pod Friends guest um, this week. So check that out this coming Tuesday. And keep an eye out. Again, follow me, Matt Scott GW, on social media for more on what I'm up to, including Survivor Philadelphia Head versus Heart, where This Tuesday is episode two. Am I still there? Was I the first one out? Check out the series to find out and check out the link to my bio at Matt for more. But that's all I've got for this week. Again, excited to see your voicemails. And again, as always, truly thank you for being a pod friend. Okay, round
2: two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh,
1: a book club.